This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna Bad Baby Krupnik. And I'm Brian Babu Frick is back, baby Plofsky. And we're so happy you could possibly be very confused as to why (laughs) Grogu is back to be with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse, we are headed back to a galaxy far, far away and giving you our instant reactions to the season three premiere of The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch. Uh, not, not the premiere, but another episode of The Bad Batch and episode seven of The Last of Us. And you may be thinking, how do I ensure I don't miss all these great new episodes? Well, it's easy. Sort of. Just be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. And now, let's enter uh, Nerdverse Customs. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet and I'm going to see the world. Let me see your identification. This week, we're headed into the Star Wars sector of the Nerdverse. All right, Joanna, you have eight stamps on your passport for Star Wars, but I don't I can't make out what this uh, stamp is. Oh, yeah, it's very complicated. That's because it's a little piece of of geode stalactite poison green crystal Mm. from some mines under Mandalore. I don't know, but it was pretty. That's mine. It was beautiful. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Poisoned and beautiful. I have nine. I have nine stamps. Can you see what my stamps are from there? No, it looks very, it looks very foggy. What is that? What is that? Oh, <laughs> your finger, yeah, your sure, fingerprints no are all over it. Yeah, I can definitely show you. Um, it's uh, obviously it is uh, um, uh, a Jurassic Park dinosaur. <laughs> so obvious. You stuttered for five minutes. <laughs> a Jurassic Park dinosaur. Yeah, from the beginning of the Mandalorian episode. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Actually, actually, what I would actually like for it to be is a Zilla monster. But we'll get to bad a Zilla Batch beast. In a bit. You mean? Yes, we will. Yeah, get to yeah. That. Um, 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 yeah. But yeah, honestly, I, I, I have been so excited for Mandalorian to come back. I, I, we have to talk about it first. We have to. Yeah, it's been so long. I mean. We did have it a little in Boba, but disregarding Boba, which, as you mentioned Wait, what? in your, Who? oh, sorry, Robert Fettuccini, as you mentioned oh, in your yeah, intro, yeah. of course, <laughs> as you mentioned in your intro, if you didn't watch that, you're probably very confused. But it's been yeah, so long since we've got Mandalorian. Sure, but also in the previously on, it didn't even talk about how he got him back. It only really talked about him taking his helmet off and that scene in Boba Fett where she's like, you took your helmet off, like, shame on you, the armorer. Like, it was kind of wild that they didn't do any previously on with with Grogu. Wait, you're right. In fact, they just said, you know what? If you haven't seen it, it doesn't even matter that it happened. (laughs) Like, yeah. we don't even need you to know that they were ever separated, which is pretty wild. I mean, they do allude in the episode, like, he, we completed the quest he came or back. whatever. He came back. Right, right. But, like, that is actually kind of wild. You're right. It right? just does, does it matter. It just didn't matter. Yeah, and I also was interested because, like, why would they show the eighty the IG droid again? You know what I mean? I was oh like, are God. you, like, I, and then we get all that stuff. We'll talk about that. But, yeah, it was fascinating. Um what what did you think of the episode? Oh, it was everything I wanted. It really, it was, it was Grogu. It yep. was check Pedro. Well, or Pedro, whoever in a suit. And it check. was, and it was, uh, fights in space. Check. It was amazing. I'm, I have no complaints. And do we dare, like, should we address the elephant in the room? Um, I, I, it's in the episode. 
are you re- are we ready to just talk about it? Because it was probably the most thrilling thing of the entire episode. Oh, oh, I, I don't think we're talking about the same thing at all. <gasps> okay, I'm oh, talking I about. I thought you were. Wait, <laughs> I you thought you, so I'm wrong. I'm definitely wrong. So I thought you were talking about them explaining Cara Dune away. Oh, that's hysterical. That is an elephant in the room, an uncomfortable one. This is like an amazing thing that's in the actual story. I mean, that was too. No, that was hysterical. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, job, that guys. was like, she, she exists somewhere else. We're good. She exists somewhere else, and she's definitely out of the picture. Um, yeah, yeah. It was like that. That just so we can't use yeah. her. She's done. Yeah. She got she got her Rangers of the New Republic uh, show that was canceled. So it's happening, but we're just not going <laughs> to film it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what were you talking about? I'm talking about the fucking purgles. Oh, yes. I It's on my notes, but I didn't know that that was the elephant in the room. But yeah, we got some purgles in here. Maybe may, I, 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 I got, first of all, that scene was beautifully filmed, um, but it was also just like, oh, we're leaning into Ahsoka right now. Oh, yes, we are. Okay, so those of you who don't know what we're talking about, when they're going through hyperspace and Grogu is being so freaking cute looking out of his little dome, little little compartment, he sees these, these outlines of what could be like calamari or whales or you might just think that they're weird like sharky octopi or something. But no, I believe. James Cameron avatar whales. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, that he's been working on for so long. Um, <laughs> I think that because we know purgles can travel through hyperspace. Those are purgles and they are a creature and they were last seen with Ezra and Thrawn. So I am 99.9% sure that that is the point and that Grogu seeing it is important because they can reach out to each other through the force maybe one day. And I just like, this is a felony joint. Like, come on, that's this has to be an, a clue or an illusion. Yeah, like well, I screamed. or at least a foreshadowing. I think it's at least a foreshadowing. Yeah, or just of like things a, to come don't in Ahsoka. Forget. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that was so thrilling. I like got chills, 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 yeah. chills, chills. Uh, can I tell you my favorite part of the episode? Sure. The fake out, the opening sequence fake out. Of you thinking that them, you know, you know, welcoming this young kid into the Mandalorian tribe was a flashback uh, yes. to to Din Djarin, like finally getting his helmet. Because then you have that moment where he can't finish his oath of keeping his helmet on all the time. So you, so us as an audience is like, oh, I'm wondering if this whole sequence is like to show that like he never actually made the oath. And then when Mando came in and destroyed the Jurassic park esque dinosaur from the water, like Jamie and I teared up. We were just so excited because the scene totally subverts your expectations. And like our boy is back, baby. And it was, I got chills at that point too, because it was just so good. And he just, that his new fancy Naboo ship, just so Mm. good. And then, To make matters better, when you're like, wait, that little astromech spot is empty, and then he pops his little head. That was and cute. You're like, and that was really cute. There. Oh my god, no! They look like I literally am the target demographic market for for their freaking toys of Grogu. Like totally, he, he can do. They know exactly what they have on their hands, and I don't give. I don't care. Like I, I just need to see him coo and giggle, mm. and we got so much cute Grogu stuff in this episode. Yeah. So I was very my, my one complaint about that opening sequence is that clearly they're just putting this like helmet on this kid's head. And then you have that like suction noise that it's like his hair didn't move. Like, right. like I just like couldn't buy into that moment. Um, but I also was about to be like, man, this kid looks nothing like him. What a bad casting. And I, yeah. I, I got into my own head about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, duh. So that, that that was why I – the reason that I thought it maybe – I also thought it was him, which I, I think they do to do that to subvert your expectations. Because also they don't explain why the armor is now not in that weird, like, round planet, but instead they're here. Right. Like, living on scaffolding. Right. 
So you're like, oh, this is in the past. And then he's in the river yeah. or the pond or, yeah. So they definitely totally. know what they're doing with that. But then I also was like, why is Paz Vizla, if that's who it is, um, the big hulky guy? I was like, he's his stuff looks old and like he would be like a lot fresher looking. So that's when yeah, I was kind yeah, of like, good point. this is not real. But then um, I definitely... You know, and I didn't. I didn't mind not knowing how they got where they are and how they found each other. All these other Mandalorians, but um, yeah, I'm just sort of surprised that there are so many left that haven't taken off their helmets. Yeah, but also it's a cult, so like yeah. they're always gaining members and all of that stuff. So I, I, I do kind of get that, and we'll talk more about how this is a more a different sector or a faction than Death Watch. You know, like this is an almost like more and because Bo kind of mentioned at the end where she says, like, I honestly don't remember the line. I only watched the episode once. But to paraphrase, she was like, you're why Mandalore fractured. It's you and the factions that came before you, inclusive of Death Watch, I would assume um, that like is why we're splintered. Um, And, you know, it's just a cult. They all have different roles. Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm the overall like sort of. They've set up, they've obviously set up like the main premise of this season, which is going to be like him discovering or going, trying to go back to make it right and to not be an apostate um, anymore. But like whether or not that'll end up being what he wants, whether or not that'll end up being possible, whether or not all these things or what missions he'll have to do to, to fix the, the droid to get to go, you know, all that um, will be, will be some of the conflict, but I definitely, I don't know. I just, I, I just love I, when I was doing my Mando rewatch, like he takes off his helmet at first cause he has to, cause of the Bacta. He takes off his mm-hmm. helmet the second time because he also sort of has to, to get by that equipment in the, that episode with Bill Burr. And then yeah. he takes it off at the end because he wants to for Grogu to touch his face. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and for him to be able to look on him with his like eyes. And I just, I just, I just, he has it in him to know that taking off your helmet, like it'll be fine. And I just want him to yeah. know that he doesn't have to do this anymore. It's so ridiculous. Especially since he has his own little clan now. I, I, I just hope, uh, I hope that this is like something he discovers early in the season that like, it's not worth yeah. it, dude. Right. But Don't I poison I, yourself for them. I know. I'm on the same page as you, though, in terms of uh, it's, that's got to be his growth. That's got to be his arc that he realizes that, like, he doesn't have to subscribe to this archaic cult, um, even though it's what he's known his whole life. You know, I'm I'm fascinated to see how his arc turns into, like, I'm my own clan. I make my own rules. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we get more Mandalore, if you will, um, about like the different factions and all of Manda that, but lore, lore exactly. Yes. Um, so question is the thing yeah. that's under, when she says you'll find it when Bo at the end is like, you'll find it underneath the like Citadel or whatever she uses that I think we're supposed to remember is where that battle is in Clone Wars and the final season between Maul, Death Watch, Bo, Ahsoka, like where, where that's where Satine dies. I don't remember the name. I didn't write it down, but like I, that's where my mind went right away. And I'm wondering if that was correct or if that there, there was no Easter egg there. It wasn't not an Easter egg, but that wasn't like mm-hmm. this. I, I'm assuming it has to be. That's the big part, big, the big place in Mandalore. Like that's the, the center of the city. Yeah, I honestly don't remember the. I don't remember name the name that she called it of yeah. the city. I'll, I'll look it up, but but that's um, where so much happened before that we did mm-hmm. see in Clone Wars. So I'm guessing that's probably. Uh, I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Um, oh no! Okay. No no no! The 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 um the capital of Mandalore is Sundari. Oh, and that's what she says. When that's what she said. Yeah yeah yeah. But maybe she didn't specify the Capitol building, but I always think of... She said the yes, Citadel, okay. whatever that may be considered, it could be the Capitol yeah. building. I don't remember if they've called it that, but that is the capital city where Satine died and where Maul, you know, all that fighting happened and all so of that much. stuff. So good. Sure. good. If so, you haven't watched those episodes, go back and watch those episodes, everyone. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Just mm-hmm. a reminder. We didn't see him 
get that piece. That is an off-screen thing that probably happened when he was on Tatooine helping out um, Boba Fett, but it happened off-screen. We didn't see it. Be- the reason I ask is because the conversation with him and the armorer in this episode was very repetitive of what happened in Boba Fett. The only new piece of information and the justification for him finding them is to get more information, just to confirm Again, even though he kind of did already, just to confirm with the armorer that if he goes and bathes in the you know mines of Mandalore, um, then he can be reinstated. Um, but I just wanted to c- confirm with you that that piece that he got from the Jawas was not f- any was not in any episode. It happened off screen. Well, uh, yes, that's definitely true. Uh, definitely happened off screen. I didn't even mind it. I was like, cool. Thanks for the, like. I don't need to see that. Like he got this piece. I actually assumed he did all this maybe while Grogu was not with him in the, the, I don't know, weeks, months, whatever, when he was with Luke. Um, so I, yeah, I assumed, but did he say he got it from Jawas? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. So yeah, in this have episode, he said he got, yeah, that would be my guess. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that was definitely off screen. I think, I guess the it, the conversation was repetitive. What did I pick up that was new? Uh, that maybe, well, that maybe there's like actual proof it does still exist. And as far mm-hmm. as we were concerned before, other than like we assume because it's a show that it will. Um, I don't know that I knew it was like, no, they've said it was poisoned before. I, I uh, yeah, you're right. I don't think we, we got any new information, but literally Emily Swallow can say the phone book as the armor hmm. and i'll be like this is fascinating yeah <laughs> I oh absolutely love her i'm not complaining it was just also like it was it was almost very similar to the scene we got in the previously on that scene would have yes. been more effective without the previously on because i feel like i just watched it yeah and yet another reason why sometimes you don't ever know until you finish the episode but sometimes watching the previously on sucks i agree because it like There's only either w- gives something away or it uh, you know, it just like, it helps too much. I don't know. There's only one previously on that was truly the greatest previously on I've ever seen. And spoiler alerts for game of Thrones, everyone. Uh. Um, in the, I forget what season it was, but at the end of the season, the one where Jon Snow is killed. Yeah. Um, the previously on reminded us of his uncle. That his uncle went into the northern lands um, above the wall, and then at the end, and it was just like, what a weird like thing to include. And then at the end of the episode, they get John to kind of come out because they say, "Your uncle is back. Your uncle is back." And he's like, "Really?" This is like Benjen or whatever. Benjen Stark, yeah. And when and so because on the previously on he was shown, I'm like, "Oh shit, he is coming back." And then the twist that they're all the mutinied him and started killing him, like that was an excellent deploy of a previously on. I think Game of Thrones in general, you're right. Um, that show needed them because there's just so it much to it. track. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much to track. Um, also our friend Benjamin Stark is also in, uh, rings of power. Don't yes, forget. Yes, he is. Um, right. right. Sorry, so sorry. I, okay. Anytime going back to, we get, we get back into our, our, our sweet Navarro, which is <laughs> wildly different, but really made me want to go back to galaxy's edge. Cause there were like a few shots. Yeah, it had, I was like, this is so galaxy's edge. I want to go back. Yeah. It definitely had Galaxy's Edge vibe, no question. Um, and we got those cute little droids um, with uh, Carl Weathers Holding carrying his... his cape. Was so cute. <laughs> oh, crack me um, up. But I okay. So they mentioned the 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 obvious, not an option to use Cara Dune. But they also say we need a marshal who's like not affiliated with some larger organization. And I was like, you can't talk about a marshal, and I'm not going to think of Oliphant. Timothy. Like, can we get yeah, me too. same? back it's like obvious right i would love to see him fight pirates in boba fett season two you know what i mean as like a body we have to get him back yeah yeah he's one of my favorite characters he's so hot he was the post credit scene yeah no no he this is like definitely intentional i just yeah was kind of surprised that mando wasn't like well you know cob (laughs) cob band is getting worked on over in you know, Tatooine. Yeah, but he may not know that that's actually happening for all that's we true. know. 
Um, um, just I, like I have a question. Oh yeah. Oh no, oh, sorry. No, just, just like, like when you mention a marshal, you don't think you have to think of Cobb Vance. When you hear pirates, I you have Hondo? to think of Hondo Anaka. Where is Hondo? Like, so, we're, we're moments away. I feel like I think we're getting Han. Maybe it, this is based on zero things. The only thing this is based on is that he's in Galaxy's Edge as an actual character. Um, I think we're getting him. I would love to see him in Ahsoka live action. Oh, especially after the incredible character design work in this episode with the pirates. The oh yeah, the lead pirate that like that like uh that like seaweed like a uh, Bill Nye like you know Davy <laughs> yes. Jones like was incredible. But then even all of the other uh, species. Um, underneath him, the design yeah. work was truly immaculate. Like I, so, I, a live action Honda would be baller. And not, it's not Cad Bane, but it, this pirate's name is Vane. And I feel like I they did the same like nose. I'm like, yeah, my nose. the same like nose swipe away that that mm-hmm. type of alien face has. So <coughs> it made me think of Cad Bane as well. I'm like, RIP, what a waste. Um, But <laughs> yeah, that I definitely, I loved the design because there are some, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to be offensive and say species because they're like humanoids too. And they're like, whatever. I'll just say aliens. Um, some of the aliens in that group of pirates. Yeah. We've seen like the bulldog looking ones. Um, mm-hmm. and the, the, squid. You know, the fish, the squid looking ones. So yeah, I'm obviously it's practical. And cause you can tell, cause they can't even say words super well i don't sure. care i don't care i, I love it. practical oh, no, i prefer that i preferred that yeah yeah they looked amazing and you know they're coming back at some point um oh yeah that was mary like mark my words i'll get you yeah. for this <laughs> whether it's navarro or whether it is um also navarro reminds me of the cheerleaders in texas um uh, yes <laughs> also navarro isn't that like in uh uh navarro how have you come so far uh, what's that? The play that, uh, what was that Broadway show? The one to Tony. Anyway, Navarro was the last name. So I think of that song. Anyway. Wait, which one? Remember, uh, Navarro, uh, was it play that goes, it wasn't play that goes wrong. It wasn't, it won the Tony. Oh, Gentleman's Guide. <gasps> Gentleman's Guide. Yes. Or yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yes. that's what I think of for Navarro. Yes. Um, oh, speaking of that, speaking of plays that won the Tony and totally run related, um, did you see the Peter Pan and Wendy trailer? I only heard it because Justin was watching it. I said, what is that? And he said, oh, they're doing live action Peter Pan. And I was like, is that Jude Law? And he was like, yes. And I was yeah. like, love it. I'm in. So yeah. I actually haven't watched it yet, but I'm in. Oh, you should. It's fun. Uh, I don't know if it'd be good, but the trailer was fun. Anyway, back to Mandalorian. Um, I have a question for you. Yep. Usually, an actor who is in two major TV shows and like movies and like is everywhere, you'd feel oversaturated. Do you think that Pedro Pascal doesn't feel like he's oversaturated because A, he's just a wonderful actor and like I don't care, or B, his face isn't really in this series? So that kind of like evens it out a little bit. The reason I thought of that before you answer is because. When they were going to bring back IG, I'm kind of over Taika Waititi right now. He's just oversaturated. I did not like Thor Love and Thunder. I think he gets in his own way. Do I, I, I love, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not like against him, but like, I'm just kind of over him in the moment right now. How, how, where you land on all of these random ideas I just introduced? So, uh, first with IG, I have absolutely no issue with bringing back him as IG whatsoever. I agree. We've had a lot of him lately. He has been away from my periphery for a moment since all of that. But him as IG, since it's just the voice and it's like kind of funny voice. Um, I was actually delighted. I, I, if anything, I'm like, is this fan service? Like we all loved IG. Like you're going to break down this statue to become IG and you're going to waste time to go find the parts to rewire. Cause he, what's his name is, is, is dead. So he can't do it. Train uh, IG, um, uh, you know, the little short actor, you know, the, uh, what was his name? The, um, the actor who played, oh, uh, Oh, from the first one, from the first yeah. season. 
who rewired him to begin with. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I forget his name. But, you know, we don't have him to do it. So I'm like, I just don't. Now, Babu Frick, of course, is a close second. The um, Enzelians. And Zellens, I think. Uh, so that's we're, fine. I don't. I don't actually know if any of those were Babu Frick. By the way, no. I'm just. They, I, I, yeah. I don't think they said that. But I did also love that. Um, as for Pedro, I think Pedro is just like at his apex. He had. He's at the height of his powers. To use a rewatchables a term, Apex Mountain. Uh, uh sorry, hundred per- Queel. Queel. Played by Quill. Uh, What's his oh, name? Oh, Quill is played by Nick Nolte, or Nick the vocal. Nolte, right, right. The voice is Nick Nolte. Yes, um, it's a hundred percent. The the reason we're not over Pedro is because he is in the mask. So that is one thousand percent true. Because you're getting, you get a little, you get what you need from him facially on Last of Us, and then you get like such a different even though it's still a lone wolf and cub story, you get just such a different palette of colors mm-hmm. for Mando. So that works out great. Um, I love him so much. So I have no issue whatsoever. And I'm, if anything, as like a one-time theater actor that he was to have two of the hottest shows running at the same time, even if it's just for it's three wild. weeks, I'm yeah. sure he's just like, I will, I will never top this. And I'm on SNL. Like I will never top this. Yeah. So he's just so I'm wildly charming. No, oh, yeah. So I, I, wildly charming. Yeah. Well, you said something before that I wanted to dig into. No episode of Mandalorian has felt more like a video game than this one. Ah, in what way? side quests major missions it's like my mission is this i have to get there but i can't just go there i have to get this oh i have to get this droid oh now i'm being told that my side mission is to get the um (laughs) get the memory card to bring it back to this planet and get the droid to get the droid to go to this place and then on top of that you have like these like uh as i'm leaving the solar system to get this i'm attacked by pirates you know like all of that stuff like it feels listen this whole show works because it's a western video game set in star wars yeah, land space western. but like yeah. totally um but like this one just like very much felt like we're setting up the pieces these are the five pieces of the mission you need to do you know what i mean like that kind of stuff like now you must go see bo katan to get this piece of information now you must go to this and get like it feels very video game i'm not upset about it i'm just i'm just making an observation I think you're right. I guess I let it go as well because a the going there is just as fun because you have Grogu. If Grogu's not involved again, it's like I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, totally. And uh, also, it's just that's what the show was initially—a mission. Yeah, like, it's side always quest, been side that. quest. Yeah, so yeah. I I let it go. Whereas something like Boba Fett, when that happens, it's not as engaging. Right, because so. you're not as invested in the characters the way that they're t- show presenting them. They're not as charming. No, because there's they're not an enormous mo- emotional component absent from a story like that. Where here you have this little family, uh, so it's just God. It's so good, and I also think that the, any morsels that they're saving, like I feel like they're saving for Mandalorian. So when we yeah. get things like the Purgles, when we get things. You know, it felt very Jim Henson this episode in a great well, especially way. Especially with you, the clump crumbs in the tree. Yep. And, you know, and they do Easter eggs, of course. Like we see some Melu runs and stuff. It's just all just delightful. It's not, it doesn't bug me at all. Even so, like, yeah. So I just, uh, yeah, I love that. I also love, <laughs> of course, I can't even remember this far back because Grogu is just his name now. But I just love how in every subsequent show, since they named him Grogu, there's always a commentary from another character that's like, they are all of us saying like this name. Like first we have Amy Sedaris being like, Grogu, what kind of name is that? I'm not calling you that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. this one, he's like, his name is Grogu. And Grief Karga's like, uh, okay, if you say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just love this running joke. And then he still calls like, him like, nobody... yeah. Yeah. Little kid. He still calls or, them different names, like kid or child or whatever. Critter. I also um, wonder if you know when Grogu is trying to get those little like M and M's, yeah, off the desk. I wonder. I keep thinking about Andor, where uh, Andor is like, 
one night stand is like, don't forget to get the greeny green ones. I'm like, ooh, are these oh. the orangey orange ones? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm I'm assuming yes. I'm going with yes. Um, yeah. I want to skip to Bo-Katan. Yeah. Um, thought it was really interesting seeing her alone and kind of in this depressive state. We find out that when she came back without the Darksaber, her entire Mandalorian crew left her, and now they're just mercenaries doing just odd jobs. Um, and we don't get more into the Darksaber lore, which I hope we do, because that's the one thing that I'm most confused about because we thought it was one thing and they're presenting another logistical element to it in terms of like, you need, it needs to be one, but we know it has not been one in the past by certain people. Um, so that's mm. something. Um, and I'm assuming Bo-Katan's going to come back once he finds out it's not poisonous or maybe she comes with him to the planet, whatever the case may be, you know, we'll go from there. Or maybe Bo-Katan becomes the bad guy of this season, which I hope it's not, but like, I understand why, like, justifiably she would in terms of wanting to get the dark saber back to lead her people when she finds out that Mandalore is not poisonous and she can kind of like really rebuild and take over. Um, what did you have any thoughts about all of that? Yeah. I mean the saber stuff. Well, first of all, I, when she said, do you still have it? I was like, does he still have it? I was glad that, that like we tracked it. Cause I mm-hmm. would have forgotten about it, honestly. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's a little bit wooly, this whole dark saber stuff. Cause again, they act as though it's an elder wand thing where you have to win it and then yeah, it's mm-hmm. loyal to you, but it's, it's not, it's like, you can take it. Sabine takes it from Maul. That, like, <clears throat> well, not even that Sabine gives it to Bo-Katan, doesn't she? Of course. Yeah. So, so I think that the people care more about it than like the, the important thing is that the culture cares about it, but like, you know, it's just, it, it's so hard to wield, even if you do earn it, because D- uh, Din earned it from Moth, and mm-hmm. he still couldn't use it, because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you have, you can't be distracted, and you're one with the saber and the crystal, whatever. So, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, um, I, I don't think Bo will be the villain, and I wouldn't, I don't know that I would love, love that s- plot, but I just, I want them to, like, sort out i don't know what this all means because it just it's just kind of surprising that these people would it's either surprising that Bo just won't friggin take it and then just like lie and say she won it or and just learn how to wield it because even if she wins it she can't wield it she has to practice yeah. i we also see going that back, with kanan <clears throat> yeah and and with and with mando yeah it's hard um I guess my other question for you in terms of Bo-Katan is we also get a tidbit of like the well, the minds being magical or having some like magical element to it. I wonder if we'll get introduced to if once I'm assuming my assumption is we get to Mandalore at some point this season. Like we get there and I don't know, there's an emotional quest or something like that, but I don't know that that's kind of, um, that's what I'm thinking. So, like, do you think there's a magical element to it? Do you think it's kyber crystals in the water? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know because it doesn't seem like Mandalore. Mandalore is a a planet uh, that is yeah. like sciency and weaponry and Beskar and like practical elements, and it just seems not. It's not like a Jedi temple. It's where they're like anything could happen. So I don't know. The mystic seems like something that the cult would believe, which is basically yeah. what Bo says. She's like, this is a you thing. It's not magical. Um, but like maybe it is to those who believe. Maybe like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I like almost laughed when I saw, when I saw like this like desolate castle and then Bo's just like, just, you know, like we've seen so many others like yeah, dictators just like, do lately. Just like I know. Lounging. draped on the throne. Yeah. Right. I'm like, you were waiting here. Um yeah, I don't I don't know, but Bo Bo's better than that. So I'm just I want her to get yeah. out of her feelings and like come on an adventure. Yeah, um, man, I just love seeing Katie Sackhoff actually playing Bo. It will never not get me excited. I do too. And she looks even better. You know, they, they get those like growing pains out in this, in the seasons before always. Mm-hmm. And so she looks even like her wig looks even better this season. She, I feel like is more grounded 
even comfortable in Bo's skin for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. But uh I don't know. Now I'm wondering if all the Mandalores Mandalores, the Mandalorian that we see in the previews, which I will not go back and rewatch because I don't want to spoil anything for myself, because sometimes they spoil it. Um oh, I wonder you mean if like in those the trailers the, for this season. The trailer. Okay. I wonder yeah. if like those are the ones we see so many, and I'm all I'm curious if those are the ones that we saw at the beginning of the episode, or mm. if they're ones that are gonna be with Bo or like the good kind <laughs> that are not brainwashed. So uh, now yeah. I'm I'm kind of like, oh, maybe we saw all the Mandalorians. We'll see. Um, you know, the poster yeah, maybe, is a whole row of them. Or maybe they're protecting from the pirates at some point. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they become the but, marshals. I don't know. Are we thinking that IG is being built to protect Grogu so he can go do this alone? No, I think he needs reinforcements um, and he wants a droid he can trust. Yeah. Oh, he's That's come what a long I think. Way. I know. Love it. Love it. That the scene. That scene where he reverted back to his original state was very funny. Uh, wait, which? Oh, yeah, that was when IG that was, was very like, scary. Yeah, totally. That was like Terminator. Yeah, but man, I'm just so excited for the rest of the season. I can't even begin to like, like. I, I'm just so there's, pumped and excited. There's there's a lot of possibility. Now, I mean, I don't know that Purgle thing again. They have a habit of like doing a little, a little like wink, wink at the first episode of let's say the Bad Batch or stuff like that, where it's not, it's just a one time thing to just remind you. But look, we got Ahsoka. We got so much Ahsoka and we didn't think we would. There are a lot of possibilities for yeah. this season, even though it's Mandalore focused. We, the, I, I don't know. There's a lot out there. Yeah, I'm just like, all I can say is that I'm really, really, really excited for this season. What is going to bring more Mandalorian lore? I'm just like, I'm just like deeply excited for this. I can't even like this. I think it's eight episodes this season. Um, I'm just like so happy it's back. And at the end, the first thing I said at the end of this episode was like, no, I want more now, please. Yeah, I know. But what what's good is I, I would 100 not 100. I would be 80% sure they could bring in this doesn't have to be Pedro. It could be anybody. Uh, but Pedro could be in the studio recording the voice um, into Ahsoka uh, whenever we're getting it. That That's possible too. We could see a little, sure. you know, like we saw him in Boba. We could see the two of them because the puppet is available. Um, no conflict for, no, no scheduling conflicts for the puppet um, available <laughs> for, for work. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm really, I'm so excited Mandalorian is back. It's been yeah. so long since we had like the proper Mandalorian show. It's I been know. so long. I know. I'm really excited. Um, uh, so should we jump into The Last of Us? Yeah. Let's talk about this episode of The Last of Us. Um, Joanna, <clears throat> I want to know. So this episode of The Last of Us. Oh, we didn't never did a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for everything. <laughs> um, so... This episode of The Last of Us is pulled from the DLC. The DLC downloadable content was released after this and filled in some of the gaps and, and backstories on Ellie. Um, where, did you go out of order and watch the DLC? Because I know you're watching them as you watch this stuff. How did you manage kind of following along with the game and getting back into this episode? And then obviously, what did you think of the episode? So I actually, uh, I did watch the DLC. Um I didn't finish it though, which is really annoying because I really wanted to know how they did the um, the clicker and like the bite. So and and what we how much we see because we obviously don't see beyond mm -hmm. the two of them like comforting each other after they've been bitten in this episode. So you, I want you to tell me actually if you remember how much we see. But for the other parts. Um, yeah, I'm the game. We're about seven, seven some hours in to the playthrough mm -hmm. at this point in the season. And then, um, I mean, it was really fun to watch most of that DLC because uh, it, it, you know, it does have a lot of similarities and differences mm -hmm. um, in, you know, as opposed to the, sh the show episode. So do you remember what happens? 
I think. Um, so in the like, DLC, do we see them turn? No. Or her in turn. the DLC, okay. it ends similarly. Also in the DLC, I'm pretty sure that a horde is chasing them, and it's not just like one individual in the mall. Also in the DLC, I believe it's intercut of Ellie in a mall looking for pharmaceuticals for Joel. Intercut with them in the mall on that night. Not the same right, mall. Right, two different malls. I think she yeah. takes him off to a mall, um, and that's what triggers her memories and stuff like that yeah so okay so zooming out what did you think of this episode and did you have an issue with a flashback like at this point nope i had no problem with the flashback i thought it was beautiful i think the title of the episode don't go not only refers to her saying don't go behind oh that's the dcr dlc or whatever yeah is this episode's called let go uh, don't go right Oh, I thought it was left behind, but it's never named when I watch it. It's just as episode seven. So I have to go f- like find the name so I could totally be wrong. Um, they always name it because I watch it right at nine on Sundays and it's never yeah, named. Yeah, same. It's very funny. Um, but um, let me, I'm going to just. While you're looking that. for that, uh, this episode gave me. Oh, no, it was called Left Behind. Oh, great. Which is the name of that DLC. Yeah, never mind. But. Um, uh, sorry, then my point doesn't make sense, but don't go is something that Joel wishes that he could say to Ellie that, that she says to Riley. Um, so, um, I just thought that was, was, was nice. And I like that the flashback happens when she hesitates. It was just so lost at the door. I just wanted to hear like a, the plane whoosh mm. behind her as she touches the doorknob. I'm like, yeah. we're getting our lost flashback. And so yeah. it was so funny. It also gave me like Stranger Things vibes this episode with like the mall for sure. The mall and when they and the way that they pan, like you hear the giggling and like they pan over and mm-hmm. you see this clicker like in the fungus. Um, totally. Yeah, the episode starts of course in real in in real time and live day <sighs> words. Um, two people looking down the barrel of like their <coughs> greatest fear, her hers of being alone and and him. For losing her and for it being his fault. So yeah. uh just like oh god, just so emotional. Um also Pearl Jam, uh, a very important component of this episode. Very important component, but also like not easy to run to. No, not easy to run to. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah, this episode was really I, I had no issue with flashbacks either it's really hard to make you jump in and like meet a character that you just don't know and that you won't really need to know again, but to get the follow up of those seeds planted way back when she's telling Tess about how she was, Mm -hmm. but leaving out a lot of the details. Um, she also mentioned Joel asks if you've done this before and she says, like, is this your first time? And she says, no, we can either assume that a, she's referencing the one she killed in the mall on Riley or B, actually having to put down Riley. Oh God. Uh, and I think in the game, if I'm not mistaken, like Riley, uh, Riley's mom, dad, like, t- like tears up his mom, her mom. And then like, she has to shoot her dad. And I'm really glad we didn't have to watch that. Mm. Doesn't need to happen. All we need to know is that she knows what that loss is. And Ellie mm-hmm. doesn't. She's an orphan. So yeah. Um, yeah, this was just a really great, like, I don't know, the hero's journey, but for her and almost a coming of age as well to see why she is the way that she is now. And yeah, it, it was it was really good. I like how at the beginning they showed Fedra. They never show just one bad, that they never show that just that every side, like all sides are just either bad or good. There's mm-hmm. light and dark in both, like Sirius Black says. So they show Fedra, like the good, this man, this this like principal of this, um, or the head captain sergeant of mm-hmm. this military school that Ellie's in, like being really kind of good and, and motivating her as we see throughout the whole episode. Like she does retain a lot of the message that he gives. However, if you look into what he says, like 
you'll be warm when you're when it's cold out and you'll be cold when it's hot out like that's terrible like you're telling me that these people don't have warmth or like air when they need it i mean it's it's very dark but he's he's in his intent is good and i think that that's important because you see fedra in so many other lights throughout and you see the people of the qz's in so many different lights so that's yeah. great and that also feeds into the idea that this whole show is presenting that there's more than just two choices. So the guy, the headmaster presents her with two choices, this or that Riley at the end of the episode presents her with two choices. We either spend as much time as we can together until the end, or we kill ourselves now like that type of thing. Mm. And like they, and, but the thing is Ellie's whole life is finding that third choice, you know, that she didn't go on two sides of the federal coin. She didn't, have to just she she survived because of her blood like or or whatever it is like i think that that's also a fascinating way to tie all of this in uh in terms of that yeah um i like how there's they're not easter eggs because they haven't happened yet but i like all the sort of seeds that we see like why she likes puns did you ever read the the things they carried in high school yeah we did I love that. It made me think of that. Yeah. Like all the stuff in her pack. And that's very video gamey too. Like you have, yeah, definitely. You leave this nomadic existence, but you know why she loves puns and you see her fake, like she likes alcohol, but we know she doesn't because she gets up later and she's like, um, but she's trying to, is it still gross or whatever it is? Yeah. 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 Nope. Still gross. Um, yeah. So I love like, you know, and seeing of course her room so different from the room of, in Jackson where she's reading the girl's diary from the before times, but she in her room has all the space pictures and uh, you know, we see her astronaut sort of like desires there mm-hmm. um, and a ton of other, I, I just, I just really like seeing those things. And of course, you know, the mortal Kombat game and oh, yeah. seeing and seeing a clicker, you know, that she kind of like, which she can actually use because in the, in the DLC, it's like some game they made up. Right. Right. Um, and with the clicker, what were you saying? Yeah. With the clicker. Yeah. Oh, how she like kind of plays with her food a little bit in that earlier episode when she sees the clicker down underneath like the Cumberland farms. Yeah. And yeah. now you see like what, not that she has a fascination cause she is, she's a weird kid or she's, or she's not a weird kid. She's just a kid in a really weird time. And we have no idea what that would be like. Like the fact that those girls, like they kind of fall into laughter when they see that dead guy in the Mm. hall. Again, it made sense actually. Like, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but they just don't know how sadistic or morbid that is. It doesn't have the same weight. Yeah. I also think that Ellie has grown from that moment to the one we're in, because I think she understands that like she's immune, but also that people are still in there. This doesn't, this doesn't bring you back from the dead. This forces you to do stuff. The people are still in there. She's seen it a million times and she knows that she's able to escape it. So like, if you, if I, I bet if I watch that, like that, that, uh, that zombie, as we'll call it just for the, for the sake of it, yeah. you know, underneath the Cumberland farms, like, she's looking for like humanity in the eyes. And like, that's why like that guy attacking Tess is so sad because like he's, his body is just being like forced to, you know, do these things if he's even still alive in there. You know what I mean? Right. It's this constant question that they're asking and that we're asking is like, how much of you remains and, and does it feel hard to kill one because then, you know, people that became one, um, Another another thing in her pack, of course, is that knife, which we get like her sense at the beginning of the show, the series, the season. We see like when Joel's stepping on her knife, she like freaks out, like she has to mm-hmm. have that. And um, yeah, so it, it just it just really beautifully like post lays the seeds that will that we've already seen. So yes. that was just awesome. Um, I the mall in general was just breathtaking. Yeah, and her. Like, 
playing on the escalator for the first time. I love moments like that. We talked about it last yes. week with like, or two weeks ago, I forget, with like shoveling food into your mouth. Like I love when actors get to play with these like big emotions where like, oh my God, I haven't eaten for, for like, oh my God, I've never seen an escalator before. Like, you know, like or I love like, yeah. Yeah. Or like in, uh, what was it? In uh, Wonder Woman when she like doesn't understand how the like revolving door works or like yeah. any of the I first Thor. Like I love that stuff. People like this is more fun to me than that because that's used for comedy. There's something pretty magical about things that we know are mundane, not watching aliens or superheroes, watching people in these post-apocalyptic worlds who just don't have not experienced these things. I know. Okay. So this leads me to my first tangent of this episode, which is very important that I ask you. It's the apocalypse. It's post-apocalypse. What mall that, you know, and I may not know it, but maybe listeners will. So it's fine. Do you want to be stranded in that you know of that you've been that you've been to? Don't say one that like you've heard about, like, mm. that, like your local or not local. Maybe you, it was a schlep to get there. What's your mall? Hmm. I didn't ask you this ahead of time, so I'm putting you on the spot. I yeah. So the the mall that I grew up around was the Short Hills Mall or Livingston Mall in New Jersey. Which Ooh, Short, Short Hills Mall. Mall. That's a good one. Yeah. The thing is, I've there are. There. But there aren't like it's all stores. It, there's not like a lot of like entertainment things, like an arcade, like that kind of stuff. You mm. know what I mean? So maybe that's something. You know, like maybe I, I, that I don't know. Like there's also that's a posh mall too. So you're gonna not get much value there. It's all gonna yeah. be looted. Yeah, like I would almost want to pick like the Syracuse Mall because at least they have like a uh, a, a movie theater and a. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called? Um, a carousel. Like I'm wondering if, the, or maybe, or maybe you go King of Prussia Mall because it it's like King of absolutely crazy big. Even though there isn't a movie theater in there, like there's just like a lot that you could do in there. So I don't know the answer to your question, but that that's what I lean towards because that's what I know. I would have probably chosen like I've never been to the um, American Dreams Mall with the rides and stuff like that just outside of the yeah. city in the Meadowlands. I've never been to the Mall of America. So there's like a lot that mm-hmm. like I'm missing out on. So that that's my answer based on the malls that I know and I have nostalgia for. Mall of America I've been to. Very good. Very oh, repetitive. Excuse me. Just FYI. I know while I was on tour. Um, very repetitive. So like you'll be like, oh, another Panda Express or oh, another Banana Republic. Um, but that definitely with the rides involved, that does take it to a fun level. I think I would say, and you've probably never been there, but there's a mall um, in Virginia, actually. I'm from Maryland, but this is Tyson's Corner. And I know Tyson's there, Corner. You do? Very well, yes. Oh, why very well? Um, because a lo- there's a lot, there's a whole story about this, but the bottom line is a lot of the U.S. headquarters for um, hotel chains are based in Tyson's Corner. So I've been there on business a lot. Oh, of course, yes. So Tyson's Corner has an incredible movie theater. Now it did not, it wasn't always that growing up, but then it came, um, and the food court's really good. So I would say Tyson's, lots of places to hide. Very big. There is Tyson's two across the, the highway. So like mm-hmm. maybe you even have more options, two and one. Um, so that would be my choice. My second question There's for you. There's also the train stop there. You can walk on the and tracks. And there's a train stop. Yep. The tracks, right? There's a lot of good stuff around there. Um, so that that's my, that's my pick for my mall. My other question is if one food court chain is open and it has like stock so you can like, I don't know, turn on the fryers, what... Food court. Now you can't pick like Applebee's. That's not a food court. Well, I, yeah, I food understand. court. What What are you picking? I don't know. <clears throat> One is like Panda Express or something like that, but I think I would just make myself sick. Oh, like that's terrible choice. What man. about Sabaros? Again, I've never had pizza, but that's so limiting. All you have is pizza. No, they've they got Italian food dishes and stuff like that. I, they're used at the Livingston Mall. There used to be a Sabaros um, in the food court. All right. Well, that's like the one I can't attest to because it's like so much food I can't eat with with dairy. But that seems like a that seems like a pick for you, Italian. What about you? Probably a probably a Wendy's. Uh, oh, see, I was, I was, I was. I listen. I know that McDonald's stuff like that are malls, but like that's like fast food. That's not like that's not like 
food court fast food. Oh, you want like gourmet food courts? You want? No, I don't like think the that Chipotle g- or Chick-fil-A. Oh, I don't even. No, I was. I wasn't even going to say like. So, if that, I'm going like McDonald's or Wendy's. Like, if we're just talking fast food. Okay. But I'm thinking about like ones that you really only find in food courts. Like, I would even consider okay, Moe's or something. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. Panda Express. That's definite food court. I mean, yeah, McDonald's is kind of a staple too. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I well, get and then that, you go though. into des- you get into desserts, which for me would be Cinnabon, like a thousand percent. Oh, and again, Cinnabon n- or Auntie Anne's or whatever her name is. Auntie Anne's is good. I think I choose. I'd still choose Cinnabon for, sure, the, for sure. the simple fact that like I'll be so malnourished that like I could have as many Cinnabon as I wanted, and I wouldn't like I wouldn't like kill my arteries. <laughs> Actually, I probably would, but I'd feel a lot safer having Cinnabon when I'm living a life like Ellie, who like doesn't get a lot of food. Well, actually mm-hmm. more like Joel because Ellie seems to be eating pretty okay. Um, but yeah. Okay. Tangent over. Thank you for that. That's what this mall. I mean, the mall just bringing me back all these memories. <laughs> yes. Just constantly. Um, but just so beautiful. The lights and just their cute love story. It's, it's like something that we all know and we're all familiar with these feelings of, you know, the self-consciousness and like when the Victoria's Secret moment happens and, you know, they kind of rib each other and put, you know, Storm uh, kind of puts her down a little bit like, oh, I like I, I would never see you in that outfit or whatever. And like, you know, she starts because she doesn't know how it's just everyone's uncomfortable, but they're flirting. Yeah. And it's just and, you know, she breaks that quarter machine. Took her she however did long so to do much that so that the work. date would go perfect. Exactly. She just, yeah. Like, honestly, that was like she just. That was beautiful. She did all that prep work just for her. And I'm not a big arcade person. I'm sure you were. But like yeah. when that coin machine opened, I just like, even it's me, a, not a, an arcade person, I was like, oh my God, is this the dream? It's just a pleasurable noise. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I, I do have to say my eyes were, I was like this behind a blanket almost the entire date because you we know you it's know so, it's going to end poorly you know what's going right. to happen and you know what will happen but you don't know when and you don't know how and that's on the design of the show very good like build <laughs> for for us but for me who's like ter- terrified of jump scares uh mm-hmm. just like i have to like go back and rewatch now knowing i can calmly watch like almost the entire episode before i have to mm-hmm. worry about anything um Oh, I really like the shaking of the flashlight because in the game, don't you have to like shake the controller to get the flashlight to work? Uh, I don't know. That I don't know. That's a thing. Because I didn't I, play Because I was like, why do they keep doing that? Oh, that's right. You did a playthrough too. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but that, I think that is that. Because I was watching a playthrough today because I think I couldn't find the other one. The cutscene I couldn't find without commentary. Blech. Oh. So this guy was talking and kept like coming in my ear and I'm like, dude, can you stop? Yeah, but yeah. he was like shaking to turn on a flashlight. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's funny. Um, let's see what else. I love that somebody is still doing Riley's braids in the apocalypse. That just sure. is like, first of all, wonderful that somebody is like, no, this is important and you will pass this down. Because braids take like, her now hers are not perfect and I'm glad they're not. But braids take like 10 hours at times to do that. So I'm just glad that someone is passing that on, even when times are this tough. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Uh, I'm scared for what's to come. I'm so glad we didn't have to see Riley turn, but I yeah. wonder if we're going to get closure as to, I mean, do they just want us to assume she turns. Yeah, I think that's Ellie the point. doesn't. Yeah, and she. I wonder if Ellie runs away or if she had to kill her. I don't know. I can't. I it didn't see that part of the thing, so. Um, but um. I guess with two episodes left, do you have any predictions? I don't. All I, I still I don't know how this ends. So this is like really killing me at this point. Um, I know that at this point, cause I saw the beginning of, I actually saw like when she shoots a rabbit, uh, which we see in the trailer for next week. So I know that you're playing as Ellie at this time. Um, 
I'm assuming, even though she did some real disgusting needlework, that this will help Joel and he won't die. But I don't know what to expect at all. And I'm so scared. I don't, I, I know we're not going to get to keep both of them. And I don't know when we lose one or the other. Mm-hmm. I don't think we lose both of them. But I also don't think we get to keep both of them either. My one thing that I didn't know, and I think I'm just an idiot, I assumed that every child born in this world would be immune because they came into the world with the antibodies because that's like what we think of. Mm-hmm. But now I'm realizing, you know, there's something special about Ellie and her blood because Riley doesn't have, she's not immune. However, mm-hmm. she was, was she not, were, well, actually, were they born into it? Riley Ellie was like was. two or something. Ellie was born into because she's younger. I than think Riley. she says that. So maybe that it is because Ellie's. No, but I think Ellie's nineteen, and this is twenty years later, right? Right. They would have figured that out if, like, they could round up all the kids and get the good blood. So it must just be Ellie. But and and you maybe you know something I don't, but um, <sighs> I don't know. I I I know we'll be back in Jackson next season. I don't know if that's because we lose Ellie or Joel. I don't know how Ellie protects Joel for the next episode. Like, I, I'm glad we didn't have to see her get him to this house that she's now in. She obviously, mm-hmm. like, dragged him on some sort of sled. The blood tracks are obviously still going to be there. So these weird, weirdo woods people are going to find the blood and find her. Uh, I don't know. And I can't ask you because you know. So... Yeah, that's True. I'm at just like terrified confusion. Sure. <laughs> but it was when they held hands at the end. Oh my God, Brian, I started to cry. Because mm. that was like so big for Joel's character. Yeah, like definitely. Be like, I'm glad you came back. Oh mm-hmm. God. And his little tear. Oh, such a good show. I'm going to miss it so much. So Only good. two I left. Know. I know. So you just want to talk quickly about Bad Batch for like two seconds? Sure. Um, I'll start. I, lo- I really liked this episode uh, because of two reasons. One, it connected with Clone Wars uh, with the Zilla monster. Uh, that was a big deal in an episode arc where the Emperor wanted to clone um, that uh, Zilla monster. So we kind of got that. We saw the electricity making it grow. I loved that. And it got the Empire into the clones the bad batches business so now we're trying to we're finally overlapping those two storylines and it's not just about like heist of the week so i'm hoping that like it moves forward in a more cohesive storyline type of way yes i think we finally made it to this like threshold that i've been waiting to get to now waiting is a loaded word because honestly what i think a lot of this is leading to is palpatine and we know what happens there. So mm-hmm. the Mando plot leading into that, the Bad Batch plot leading into that, it's all leading towards, bless his heart, Filoni trying to make the new movies not feel crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Because if I'm not mistaken, that – now I'm forgetting because did the last scene where we see that like cloning facility with the doctors – did we last see that in animated form as a stinger in the Bad Batch, or did we last see that in real life as a stinger on Mandalorian when it was the it doctor was- trying to <laughs> harvest the blood from Grogu? Like we found the asset or something. Like I've seen that before, but I can't remember if it was animated or real. Um, I can't remember either. I know that there was one in both. I know that there was there there was a little bit of clone talk in both, but I think what you're thinking of is the animated one. Okay, so that was good because it's connective tissue. Um, yeah, I, I love the Zillow B stuff too. I also thought it was remarkable because we got an episode with this pergol, which feeds off of like space gasoline to to have it be able to travel through hyperspace. And mm-hmm. then you have a Zillow beast who feeds off of excuse <clears throat> electricity. Me, electricity to get bigger. So two beasts two purposes and they get off on our energy. So that yeah. was interesting. Um, also, I could not figure out who the voice of that guy was. And I should have just looked it up because I'm sure you who? don't know, but like the creepy 
officer who's like talking like yeah, this. Yeah, it's um, it's the guy from Westworld, Johnny oh, Simpson. Oh, okay. I was like, he's also on. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. I knew you'd look it up. Jimmy Simpson. Um, yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely a good episode. Um, yeah. and hopefully more of that to come. But I was pleased. Yeah. Well, nerds, we're here to meet an old friend. And we hope you had as much fun as we did and that you'll join us next week for another episode of The Bad Batch, Mandalorian, and The Last of Us. As a small universe and a multiverse of other nerd verses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you subscribe to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. We thank you so much for listening and for following along. Please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, this is the way. Man, just jam-packed weeks of good, good entertainment. And we're getting succession? Like, oh, what? last season? Can't wait. Riches. I know. And Ted Lasso, March 15th? Too what much. What do we do to deserve this? Nothing. We're just blessed. <laughs>